Welcome to The West Steps. The West Steps is a podcast from the Colorado Children's Campaign that explores issues that impact Colorado kids and families. I'm your host, Beza Thedes. Welcome to another episode of The West Steps. Uh, and this week we have a guest who is um, needs no introduction on The West Steps, but I'm going to let him introduce himself a little. Well, thank you, Beza. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Riley Kitts, and I am the Government Affairs Director here at the amazing Colorado Children's Campaign. So I have the honor of working with our staff and our partners to develop our legislative and executive branch strategies. And I have the immense pleasure and privilege of working at the Capitol on a daily basis, uh, which is really fun and just exciting work all the way around. Uh, and you've been on the West Step several times, so you yeah, know, you know I, how I'm this the champ, right? I still have my belt somewhere <laughs> for most most West Steps episodes. I think that's probably it. But you 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 know you get some of the defaults. You know you get the yeah. intro and the outro. I'll never yeah. give those to anyone else. I think like I'm almost influencer status, right? Like when you start <laughs> calling me that, like it's government affairs director and influencer. Influencer. The, the famous West Step influencer, right? <laughs> World famous. <laughs> World famous. Um, so I figured we will just chat this week about what's been happening in the session. It's been, you know, the last time we chatted, it's been about two months or so now. That feels like, well, maybe a little bit um, uh, shorter than that, but it feels like a lifetime ago. So I figured we'll just chat about some of the updates. So what's been going on um, since the last time we talked? Yeah, just, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the legislative session, right? So I think that's always, I always try to make sure folks understand this because not everyone follows our state constitution and knows the inner workings of our state government, even though I'd really love you all too. And that's why we're here is to, to help you all out. But so in Colorado, our general assembly, our state legislator, right? Our 100 legislators can meet for 120 days every year. And that's typically from early January, mid-January to early or mid-May, right? COVID completely messed that up over the last several years. There were some pauses but this year, they're going to do the 120 days consecutively. So we will, we should be done in early May. And that means that we are, you know, gosh, 44, 45 days in as we're speaking here today, over a, a third of the way done with the legislative session. And while there's been some movement, I will say, I think the general vibe from folks who are working at the Capitol, who are lobbyists at the Capitol, is that it's, it's kind of been a slow start. Like, I think we're all very busy, right? We're all working on different bills and different policies and talking to legislators. But the amount of bills moving through committees, getting votes, has just been a little lighter at the start than I think folks were expecting. I think folks were expecting just bills to be moving so quickly as fast as they possibly could. Mm. And it's just like this last week or so where things have started to feel a little more hectic, a little more full throttle. Than they did earlier. But yes, we are a third of the way through the session. So we have what less than you know 80 days to go, uh, which is, is amazing and a lot of great work to still happen. But even in these you know first 30 days, while a lot of bills haven't been exactly moving very quickly, there's been more than 400 pieces of legislation introduced. And every wow. year there's between 600 to 750 
um, 750 bills introduced. So we're, we're, we're getting to be, you know, we're, we're having the bulk of those uh, introduced and 400 things. And the children's campaign ourselves, we've already analyzed and taken positions on probably close to 120, if not more of those bills. Which, so we are, we are reading a lot lately. Yeah. Wow. Um, so not much has been happening at the Capitol, you say, 400 bills only. Um, these people need to step it up. Um, so my question is, what has been surprising to you so far? What, what has been some of the things, you know, the last couple of sessions because of COVID have been non-traditional to say the least. So what has been surprising this year? I think the first thing that's been surprising is like the return to a little bit of normalcy is, is just, it's just a little jarring, right? Like the Capitol wasn't as busy the last couple of years. There's been a lot of remote participation, but especially over the last three weeks, like the Capitol has been busy. Like people mm-hmm. are there in person, you know, instead of just doing everything remotely or virtually, like a lot of the lobbyists are all there talking to legislators. Most of the legislators aren't participating remotely. They're all there. And I think it's just been, a little bit of a surprise is just that like adjustment back, right? We're all so used to, you know, either working from home or working remotely. And now everyone's commuting. It's been snowing lately and I don't like the cold. So what that is that? Kind of shock. Yeah, this is not Wisconsin. Like what is this? Yeah. Colorado native here hates the yeah. snow. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of been my just personal initial thing is like, whoa, like this feels like it did three or four years ago. And that's not what's been normal. Right. And so that's been a little interesting. You know, I think we outlined in one of our first episodes of like the main themes that we were going to see throughout um, this, this session. And and one of them is it's an election year, right? And so you're definitely seeing the partisan politics come out, people jockeying to make sure that they're in a good position to, go tell the voters why, why they should be elected or reelected. So you're seeing that. Um, and then with that, we'd also outlined that there were a lot of legislators who are termed out, right. Who, who their time at the legislature would be coming to a close. And actually we've had some folks who've actually already departed uh, mid session. They've already moved on uh, to other things. So for one, a representative in the house, uh, Dominique Jackson, mm-hmm. representative from Aurora, she was appointed to the Biden administration uh, for housing and urban development and will be um, uh, working at, at one of the regional offices there, which is a great move. She's been a great housing champion. So we've already seen a new legislator come in to replace her. Um, Representative Lindsay from that district has come in. And then just earlier this week, uh, we actually saw the departure of, of the top official in the Senate, the Senate president has also accepted a role within the Biden administration. He's actually going to the Pentagon to work for the Department of Defense. But Senator Leroy Garcia, the Senate president from Pueblo, he's officially left. Uh, He's actually already been replaced uh, by a man named Nick Heinrichsen, who uh, has been elected to replace him. But then that set off a whole domino effect of people who had to become the new Senate president and the new majority leader and the new member of X, Y, and Z committee so while we were expecting folks definitely, you know, to have their last day at the legislature come in May mm-hmm. when the session was over, we've actually already started to see some movement early. And I don't know if we'll see any others uh, who will depart early, but it's definitely shooken things up down there. Um, I think a little bit more than folks were expecting at the beginning of session. Yeah. And why do you think that um, some of the bills that uh, the beginning of session uh 
went a little bit slower than you were expecting. Yeah, I think a whole different lot of reasons. I think, you know, one of them is for a bill to be introduced, it needs to be drafted by, by typically a lawyer. Mm-hmm. There's an office at the Capitol called the Office of Legislative Legal Services, O-L-L-S. Wow, what fun, what fun that sounds. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of alphabet soup, right? <laughs> so you're, 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 you're in the basement of the Capitol, you're drafting legal language, right? You're looking at the statute books. And what we've really heard, I think, similar to a lot of industries and sectors throughout our state and nation is they have a workforce shortage. There's uh, just there's been turnover, like there's been turnover with other parts of government and, and organizations, both private and public. And there's just not as many bill drafters as there have been in the past, which means there's a backlog, right? There's a backlog of every legislator gets at least five bills. They all run more than that, but they all get at least five and so these drafters have had to be frantically working since, you know, September, October, November. And then they get these deluge of requests that come in and it just backs everything up because you can only type so many words a minute, <laughs> yeah. you can only do so much work in a day. There's only yeah. so many people to do that work. And so I think it's just kind of a weird thing that slowed down the overall process. Um, but it's, you know, stuff that's always going to work out. But I think that that's played into it a lot as well. I think you're also just trying to see, you know, going back to the political nature of the election year of, of folks just trying to make sure that they're picking and choosing their battles as strategic as possible. Mm. That means that certain things are running this year that wouldn't run years prior. Other things are being held off on. So I think that has also played into kind of a slower than expected start. But once again, there's only 120 days. So if you start slow, that means you got to finish really fast. So it's going to be a sprint for the next, yeah, yeah, the next however many days they have next left. 75 days is going to be busy. Yeah, yeah, very busy. So um, what has been happening for the children's campaign priorities? Yeah, so we we, we have a little, right? I know, Beza, we've, we've had great links to our legislative priorities documents that we put out every year and, and things are going the right way, right? We always set out, a list of priorities that we want to work on with partners to get passed into law. And so far, things are are really working. You know, the children's campaign, I think, is taking on a lot of what I've been probably couching, you know, as as systems reforms, right? Like, what are ways that we can take the systems we have, break them down to help be more responsive to families and kids? And we are doing that across so many different areas of our Mm. portfolio. So, you know, we have several bills that we're still kind of in that drafter backlog that haven't been introduced yet, but we have had, you know, three or four big things already introduced. We've had a bill around an income tax credit for early childhood educators, making sure that they're getting compensated more for the great work that they do. We've had bills around school finance reforms and how we can better measure students who live in poverty and economic disadvantage and then direct funding to those students. We've had bills introduced for that. And we've recently had a bill introduced um, around work supports for families, uh, temporary assistance for needy families or TANF. We've been working with a coalition for a long time now, but really in earnest for the last six months about making the TANF program in our state more responsive. I know there was a West Steps episode last week. It was just so well done. I loved hearing hearing those voices uh, really tell those stories. But that bill's been introduced too. So we're really starting to see our priorities come out of that drafting office, start to move. But we still have some big things yet to come, right? We are still working on legislation 
for universal preschool and to really fill in the infrastructure of a new department of early childhood, which I think is just going to be so fantastic. And I could really move the needles for parents and providers throughout the state. And we're still working on some health insurance bills, right? We set a priority to make sure that health insurance coverage was extended to pregnant folks and kiddos who lack proper documentation. That bill is still yet to come, right? Those are some big systems or bills that we still need to have introduced. Otherwise, though, I'm really proud because the priorities that we set out to go accomplish this year are on the right track. And right now, a lot of work still to be done, but nothing is telling me that we're not going to accomplish the priorities we set out as an organization. And I think we're going to move the needle a lot for kids and families in our state. Mm. I think that's a, a really good way of to think about instead of, I think, tackling some of the, the symptoms of some of the issues that we see in our communities, thinking about the systems change, even though they're a little bit harder to, to um, navigate and they require months and months and sometimes years and years of work, it's um, something that truly does change uh, the circumstances of kids and families. So, so exciting to like be a part of something like that. Um, so what are you looking forward to for the next, um, the, the rest of the legislative session, other than obviously some of the big things we talked about, what are you looking forward to? So I really love this job. I think for three main reasons, number one, I get to work on, some, I think the most cool, I don't know a better word, most impactful policies for my home state. So like, I just love working on that being like, I get to work with fantastic people at the children's campaign. Um, Beza, you're, you're, you're yeah, we, we all know I'm your favorite and the <laughs> listeners know that too. And then the other thing though, I really love about this job is, is I really truly love the relationship building and the work that it takes at the legislature to get things across the finish line. I like being in those rooms and talking with legislators and showing them the data and the research and showing them this, you know, sharing the stories of, of folks who've been directly impacted by our systems, whether that's good or bad, right? I like being in those rooms and and fighting for the priorities. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't look at the next 75 days as, oh my gosh, like what? I have to do all of this and all this work. I'm looking at the next 75 days as I get to walk up the steps of the Capitol every single day, which gives me goosebumps. And I get to go talk about things that I'm passionate about, that I know are rooted in evidence and research, and that I know are going to be successful because of the work we have all put into it because of the work of our coalitions, because of the work of our partners. And so what I'm looking forward to is a let's move as quickly as we can. Let's get as much done as we can for kids and families over the next 75 days. So I'm not looking at it as, oh gosh, there's so much on our plate. I'm looking at it. There's a lot in our plate. There's a lot to eat and let's go eat. Let's do it. Um, so one last question before you yeah. head out. Um, so I think, you know, it's inspiring to be to be part of this and to, you know, we are fortunate enough that like we get paid to do this work. But a lot of people, I think, from an outside could be really intimidating. So what resources and advice do you have for people who want to get involved? They've been listening to the West Steps for a while. And this year they really want the elected officials to hear what you know they have to say. So what advice and um, resources do you have for people to get involved? Yeah. Great question. So I think first off is 
legislators hear from people and people like me all the time, right? They hear from lobbyists every single day. I wouldn't say they're hopefully, they're hopefully not sick of me, but they hear from us a lot. Who they really want to hear from are their constituents. They want to hear from the moms and dads and kids and families in their districts, in their neighborhoods. They will prioritize regular folks who are just living their lives over lobbyists any day of the week. So first off, just I want folks to know that, right, that you are their priority down there. Like they literally are there to represent you and they want to hear from you and they want you involved in the process. And so just to know that, like, there is that that strong desire from legislators across the political spectrum, across the geographic spectrum. They want to hear from you over people like me. So first off, just I want folks to have that in their minds. Secondly, I think folks always need to recognize, and I try to tell this to anyone who ever asks about advice with lobbying or how we talk to members, is you are experts in your life, right? You have a truth that cannot be denied, and you are probably much smarter on a given system or dynamic or policy than you probably give yourself credit for, right? If you've ever had to navigate the complexities of the childcare system and finding care for your kids that's affordable at a time that actually helps support you and your families. You are more of an expert on early childhood than most of those legislators are down there. If you've ever had to go through complicated health insurance stuff and work with billing companies and making sure that you're being reimbursed and that they're covering this stuff, you are more of an expert than most of those legislators are on health insurance policy. And so you should bring your lived experience and you should bring your expertise and don't feel like you need to know what page in our statute books Medicaid is in or what page in our statute books early childhood is in. What you need to bring is just your stories and those stories are impactful and they're more impactful than what I can bring to them. I can bring to them the data and research and that does help, but they want to hear from folks like you. And so I want folks to recognize that it should be an accessible building. It's the people's building for a reason. So get down there, right? Call your legislator, do all that stuff. And if you still are like, I don't really know how to do that. Call me, email us, ask us, say, I want to get in touch with representative so-and-so. Do you have their email? How would I structure this email to them? I would be more than happy to help you. Last thing I would say, and it's one of those things that's a silver lining from COVID is that you actually don't need to go down to the Capitol in Denver to participate anymore right? All these members have email addresses. All of them have social media handles. All of them have cell phones. And we all have Zoom or WebEx or whatever we call it, whatever we use. And you can participate via Zoom at the legislature. If you want to go testify on a bill for early childhood and explain that you had a hell of a time finding care for your families, sign up to go testify an early childhood bill. You can do it from the comfort of your home or your office or your car on your phone, right? And you can use your three to five minutes that they allot folks for public testimony to explain your story. And that's much easier than waiting down to the Capitol, especially when it's snowing, (laughs) getting in there, waiting around for hours for a hearing. And instead, you can just do it in the comfort of your work, home, on lunch, whatever that is. And so I really want folks to know that COVID has presented an opportunity for accessibility at the Capitol that was not around beforehand. And it's going to stay because it's been successful and we need folks to participate that way. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much for making the time for us and giving us a quick update on what's going on. Um, This is definitely not the last time we talk this season. I got to keep my belt. 
Yeah, you gotta keep your goals. And uh, next time you come by, you can tell us all about the budgeting process. Yep. Um, I'm uh, I'm really grateful for all the work that you do, and thank you so much, Riley. Beza, thank you. Season four of the West Steps has been amazing. I really appreciate you having me on. Of course. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The West Steps. The West Steps is a production of the Colorado Children's Campaign. If you want to support our work, please visit our website at coloradokids.org. And see you next week. Thank you.